Good evening, everyone. Um, I'm still a little bleh, but uh, a lot better than I was and not coughing as much um, from my summer cold turned plague turned zombie apocalypse in my immune system. Um, <clears throat> thankfully, I'm not currently the walking dead, so we're in good shape. <laughs> I uh, I haven't really... Um, written anything since like the middle of July when I finished my um uh my 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 little black dress offerings I did some work on one project and I finished something and I had it in um an alpha read uh which Jilly um was awesome and helped me with and um uh and um, I'm really satisfied with that work. But the, the thing about um, being a creative person is sometimes your well literally just dries up. And I, I feel like a desert over here. And I don't, you know, there's lots of tricks they tell you to do. They tell, you know, and I used to do all those things. I used to try to force myself to write. And the end result is, is when I force myself to write, I hate everything I write everything I write, it becomes, um, I don't know, like an albatross, it's, it's just a weird, weird place to be for someone who is, um, prolific, and I do tend to write between, I don't know, 15 and 20,000 words a week on, on a regular basis, so to go from that to maybe, I've written a thousand, maybe two thousand words in the past two weeks. It's it's um it's craziness, and it's really uh it's, it's really frustrating. And you want to just you know you want to sit down and say, okay, you know what, you can do this, you can write because you do it every fucking day. So just sit down and write, and then you don't write at all, and you're like, well, shit. There's there's just nothing there. the The well is dry, and um, you start going through your old works in progress. I know several writers who do this. I know one writer who, when she can't write, she opens up every single work in progress she has. And since she's been writing as long as I have, um, she has close to a hundred and fifty, two hundred works in progress from from the, from the last twenty ish years. And she'll open up every single one of them and try to find one to inspire her. And I'm like, I, I can't do that. I, I, I can't do that. Oh, because and then you know she reads all of her work, and, and and sometimes that inspires her, and sometimes it doesn't. And um, I can't play Russian roulette with my with my own work <laughs> in, in in that particular uh, instance. And um. You know, a, a lot of writers will tell you just to sit down and write because you can't edit a blank page. But the other side of it is, is sometimes a blank page is, is better than that terrible feeling you get when you force yourself to work on something. And then when you finally go back to it when you're in a really creative place and it's terrible and 
you're like, how the what? Where the fuck did this come from? This isn't this isn't me. This isn't how I write. This isn't what I do. This is this is not. Did, did someone else write this? And then you start taking to yourself, maybe somebody else did write this, and I got it off the internet. But why would I have gotten that off the internet? Because it wasn't even very good. So I don't even know why I saved it. Yeah, that's where you get. And it's you'll be over there googling sentences to make sure you haven't taken it off the internet because you're positive it's not yours but it really is yours it's you know it's just it's craziness and um ugly and uh so a lot of there are lots of um techniques and um advice columns on how to be more creative and and how to um to get yourself back into creative place and to reset and to recharge. And sometimes resetting is really easy. You just move to a different place. Um, you literally just physically move to a different part of your house. You, you go to a cafe and that's enough. It just kind of gets you in a different mindset. And I'm not there. I'm, I'm not in that place where I need a different mindset. Um, I am in that place where I'm not sure there is anywhere on earth that could reset my mind, so to speak. Um, and uh, I don't know, it, it, I wouldn't call it burnout because um, I don't burn out on writing. Um, it's just not something that I do. And um, considering I have been writing for 25 plus years, I I know myself pretty well in that regard, so I, I know I'm not burned out. Um, I'm just uh, in a uh, in a non-creative place, and um, it could cut on tomorrow, and I'll write 100K, and the lady holder will be dealing with 100K of unexpected Harry Potter in her email box. <laughs> you know? and, or... Or it, it'll take another it'll take another month, or, or maybe by the time November rolls around, I'll be ready to um, to work on the challenge, and everything will be fine. And so, so what I guess I want to talk about tonight is um, not stressing yourself out because you only make it worse. Um, I will endeavor not to break anything. These days when I break something, it pretty much stays broken. The last time I broke my foot, that bone in my foot that I broke is still broken. It's never going to heal. So um, I I endeavor very, very hard not to fall um, because uh, the bones in my feet um, just aren't healing the way they used to when I was younger. And so I can't really afford to take another fall like that. So I'm very careful. Um, and also very clumsy. So, but I have to be super, super careful. Uh, but it's just, it's, um, I, when I was younger, I used to try to force myself to write. Of course I still wear cute shoes. I'm Southern and it's, it's summer. And I'm in the South, and I did my toes. Come on now. Of course my feet are cute, and my shoes are cuter. And um, right now I got pink glitter on my toes. They're adorable. Uh, and uh, But I am super careful, even in my cute shoes. You got me off topic. Okay, anyway. <laughs> By the way, it is 
10 o'clock at night where I am, and it is 85 fucking degrees. Uh, and that's just the temperature itself. We've got a feel like of 89. Isn't that great? Oh, look, thunderstorms are coming in. Fantastic. Fabulous. 75% chance of thunderstorms. Excellent. So if I disappear, that'll be why. (laughs) Um, I do have cable internet, so my internet rarely goes out. But if my power goes out, then my internet goes out with it, obviously. Um, My humidity, because it's about to rain, is 70%. So if I went outside, even without being in the rain, I would be soaking wet in about five minutes. And Azure, I'm about to give you a super huge lecture. Um, As somebody who has problems with their sugar, you should be getting a pedicure at least once a quarter. You need to take care of your feet, dude. I am so serious. Take your butt down to the nail salon and get a $20 fucking pedicure. So serious. You need to take care of your feet when you've got sugar problems and diabetes. And no, you can't even see your feet from the right angle. You need to take your butt to the pedicure place and get yourself a pedicure. Even if you don't get your toenails painted, you need to get a professional to do your feet because she'll see problems that you won't even see. Now, I didn't used to get pedicures. Um, I don't like anybody touching my feet, but because I am diabetic, I don't have a particular choice because when you have diabetes, you need to take care of your feet. It is super important to take care of your feet. An ingrown toenail can end up getting your foot amputated. I am so serious. Get a pedicure. I might get one tomorrow. Maybe it'll reset my brain. I do enjoy a pedicure. I like the ones where um, they have the rocks and um, they, 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 they rub your legs with the hot rocks. And I love that. I love that. And they put the warm towel around your leg after they get done and your feet are all soft from the filing and your toenails are pretty. It's just awesome. I I love a good pedicure. Um, but you don't have to get a spa one. I mean, even, even if you just have them, you know, take care of your actual toenails, um, it's it's super important. Um, for all those of you who are out there and especially if you're not as limber as you used to be and you can't get a really good look at your nail bed then you won't see problems that someone who is literally right down there at your feet will see and that's super important but I really do enjoy the hot rocks so if you have somebody in your area that, that does a hot rock massage Go get it done. It is so awesome. I have this one lady that does a hot rock massage, and then she also has this this peach-infused um, salt scrub that she does. It is so awesome. 
it is really super awesome. I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, but um, so it's just super important to get your feet done um, at least once a year so they can see if you've got problems um, because a lot of times you're not going to see them. And you're not even going to know um, how bad it is until someone else points it out to you uh, from a different perspective. It's super important. Anyways, <clears throat> I was completely derailed. I was. I'm really passionate about this because I've had an aunt who um, lost four toes um, who's diabetic because she didn't take care of her feet. She lost four toes, three on one foot and one on the other. And it's it's really dangerous, and you got to be careful, and you got to take care of your feet. Because the feet is – well, your feet and your hands are super important when you're diabetic because they're the places that you're going to have issues first. Like I have numbness in my hands, so sometimes I'll injure my hands and not even realize I've done it. Um I've burned myself and not noticed until the skin blistered because I don't always feel it in my hands. Um, and my feet are the same way. Uh, I um, had a toenail that was growing in, but I didn't know it because that tip of my toe was kind of numb and I didn't feel it. And so that's the kind of thing that's very dangerous when you have diabetes. So be super careful, people, and keep all your digits. You don't want to go out with just half of the digits you came in with come on now keep all your digits it's it's super important <sighs> yeah yeah just it's super 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 important but also the hot rocks are really fucking awesome so if you can get the hot rocks ask for the hot rocks it, not every time because sometimes that can be really expensive but if you um have a little money to splurge and they offer it, um, definitely say yes. I mean, it's, it's just, it's really, it's really great. Really great. Um, and that just goes to show you that I probably literally have an opinion about everything. When I first started doing my radio show and I told my husband I had two hours a day and he looked at me like I was crazy. And he said, could you actually talk for two hours a day? every day on different stuff and I'm like yeah I could because I have an opinion about everything and I do I literally do um I don't do a radio show every day because I can't think of things to talk about but if someone gave me stuff to talk about that I found interesting then I could talk about it for two hours every fucking day it's just that's just the way I am um I came out of the womb a chatterbox. My mom said, I said my first word at seven months. Play-Doh. I really like Play-Doh. Um, homemade Play-Doh is terrible. Do not make Play-Doh for your children. Because um, it calls for raw flour, and raw flour can have salmonella in it. And your kids sometimes eat Play-Doh. So if you're going to let your kids play with Play-Doh, buy it from the store. Don't make your own. Don't don't be one of those creative moms who makes their own with flour and because it's dangerous. Um, e. coli, salmonella, that's a real problem in raw flour. So don't, don't make your own Play-Doh. Don't be that mom. Um, 
I, you know what? The Almost Chicken Show is actually my most popular podcast ever. Oh, yeah. Um, raw flour is very dangerous. You should treat raw flour the same way you treat raw meat and eggs. If you, um, if you handle raw flour, you should immediately wash your hands afterwards um, because it can have E. coli in it and it can have um, uh, different kinds of uh, food poisonings in it um, it's, it, because it's just the way it is. So uh, whenever you handle raw flour, treat it like you've handled raw meat. Wash your hands, wash the surface, um, avoid cross-contamination, especially um, uh, and don't uh, just just don't handle don't don't treat raw flour any different than than you would meat, and and you'll be okay. Don't eat it uncooked. Um, don't. Leave it on your surface. Don't let it get into food you're going to eat without cooking it because flour is literally these days no different than raw meat as far as contamination goes. It's, it's, not, it's not good. So definitely do not make Play-Doh for your children because it, it does call for raw flour. <coughs> so see, yes, I absolutely do have an opinion about everything. But my Almost Chicken show is actually – like the most popular um, podcast I have currently on my um, show, which is really funny. I think people who aren't even like people I um, attract on a regular basis have have listened to it because it far outstrips my other shows. So I think people who aren't, you know, minions have have stumbled across the tale of almost of two almost chickens or the almost chicken. It's um yeah. It's craziness, and I don't, you know, I blame Manchester for that without reserve. I still don't know how I did it without busting out laughing. I, I really don't. Because normally I can't get through a story that ridiculous without laughing my ass off. <sighs> for those of you who have not listened to it, you can go to my archive page on my site and um, it'll be down there in the list. It's a tale of two almost chickens. And, um, yeah, it's a short one. It's not very long because I didn't plan on doing it at all. And then I got really tickled with myself because I actually do um, uh, have an opinion about everything. And apparently that includes on what came first, the chicken or the egg. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, my empty well. Um, a lot of times when I can't write, when I'm just not um, in the mood to write, um, I go around and I read different things. But where I'm currently at, it's not that I'm not in the mood to write, and that's the problem. I am in the mood to write. I want to write. There's just nothing, nothing on my plate that inspires me. Nothing.
and I don't know what to do with it. I mean, you know, um, if I didn't know what to do with it, I'd write a book and make millions. <laughs> because I'm sure there's lots of people out there who would like to know what to do with this terribleness that happens. And, you know, I don't feel like it's a, a special to me. Um I need to stop looking at Facebook while I'm doing this because I'm just going to get, I'm going to go off on a Lord Cheeto shaped rant if I don't. <laughs> um, I, you know, the thing is, is uh, I've done all those tricks where I've tried something new. I've tried something different. I've, um, um, in the past, I, I've, I've, I've done all those things. I've forced myself to do writing exercises. Um, it's just not there, and enforcing it just um, is, is terrible. It just it just puts me in a really bad place, and I'd rather not write than force myself into that place where I'm deeply uncomfortable. And so, that's just the way um, that is. Um, <clears throat> huh? That's just the way it is. <sighs> The tale of two almost chickens. <laughs> I I actually have um all of season two plotted for Sentinels of Atlantis. Um I just can't it's just not there. It's it's just literally not there. I have plotted my my um my novel for November and I don't know if that's there either. It's it's really annoying because I applied it four or five times, and I was super excited about the idea over the summer. Um, And then now, not so much. And then I'm wondering to myself, am I am am I even meeting my own challenge? And it's it's just really annoying. And um, so I hope to be in the right place to participate in November. But if I'm not, I'm I'm not going to force myself because that's just a road to. to uh, a really bad place creatively. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> that just did not come out right. <laughs> Create Creatively. Thank you, myself. I'm, I'm, I'm making myself creatively. Um, <clears throat> I just, you know, it's just, it's, it's really craziness. It's, it's really craziness. And, um, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. I, you know, it, it's um, when I don't want to write, it's not as frustrating for me to be in a, a bad place creatively. Is when I do want to write, and I do. I'm I'm very in the mood to write, but there's nothing there. I mean, it, it the well is dry, and it's and it's a crazy place to be um, um, as a creative person, um, as a writer. So. Um, I just don't know what to do with it. Plus, be annoying and bitch about it online, which, you know, I have not been doing, um, except for tonight. (laughs) Because I was sick, mostly, um, to be perfectly honest. Because if I hadn't been sick and not been in this place, I would be bitching up a storm every fucking day on the internet. You can kind of tell, um... If you go look at my old live journal, um, there are periods where I post it every day. 
and and those are the days when I was in a really bad place creatively and I um creatively. Why do I keep doing that? Create creatively, and I would um uh bitch about other things every day because I couldn't write. And so if I hadn't been sick, I'd probably be doing that right now. But I was sick. And I'm still not great. I'm kind of like, do you ever do an inappropriate amount of exercise and then afterwards you're like super exhausted and um, you think the world is going to end? That's how my body feels right now. Like I did an inappropriate amount of exercise. But I assure you that I have not done an inappropriate amount of exercise in about, I don't know, 20 years. Because let's be honest, there's no need for that shit. <laughs> there's just no, there's just no need for it. <sighs> Creativity and creatively. You ever say a word so many times that it starts to look and sound like it's not a real word? I do that sometimes. I think to myself, what the fuck is this? What? That's not a real word. That's, that doesn't even – then you Google it because you're not sure. <laughs> you, you, you trick your brain into <laughs> some vicious circle. <laughs> it doesn't look real. You have to Google it. Look it up on dictionary.com. Oh, okay. It's a real word. Thanks, dictionary.com. <clears throat> Lingerie. <sighs> this is your brain on the internet. I... I don't know. I was looking forward to um, the November challenge, and now not so much, which is really annoying, because I had this whole um, AU plotted out where I made my own world, and I did my own world building, and um, uh, I'm just, you know, and then... Then I couldn't decide if doing a space exploration AU of Stargate Atlantis was actually meeting the challenge and I got really frustrated with myself because I had this idea and then it it ballooned into something else and um, now I don't know and it's really annoying and irritating and um, it's not really, I mean it's the, the basic premise is still there so I feel like I've not met the challenge in my plot and it's really annoying because I haven't so I'm going to have to start over. I'm just I'm I'm literally going to have to start over. Um I have misspelled a word so bad that spell check laughed at me. I got nothing. Even Google's like, "I I don't even know, girl." Sorry. <laughs> Give me some word in German. Did you mean? <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. 
In a very old version of Word, um, one of my um, a cousin of mine came across something really funny. Um, whenever she spelled misspelled inconvenient, Word would try to replace it with incontinent. <laughs> Which is terrible. And I used to have my at one time my um my autocorrect was replacing caned with canned. You can imagine how hysterical that was in ties that bind. It was it was it was not good. It was a not good day. Um and let's see, uh I also accidentally mis- I misspelled prostate, and you know how it gives you the option to um, replace all, right? Um, I accidentally replaced them with, with prostrate. So I had to go through my whole damn fix finding all the prostrates and correcting them to prostate. Thankfully, they were only like four, but it happens. It really happens. Incontinence would be really inconvenient, but they're not quite the same word. (laughs) Waste and waste. There's such a big difference between those two words that there really is. What's also really interesting during this time period for me is that um, I did an alpha read for somebody, and um, um, it was really easy for my brain to engage that part of me and and pick up where her issues were and offer um, my point of view. So it's not like my brain is all cut off on the creative front. It's just I'm I'm literally uninspired, and and that's a really odd place to be. It's a really super weird odd place to be. <laughs> I hope it's just getting recharged. You know, one of my, I think one of my biggest fears um, as I get older, um, and not that I'm super old now, but. Um, as I get older is that my grandmother um, had Alzheimer's and um, most of my aunts suffer from some form of dementia or Alzheimer's. And um, it's just, it's really out of all the things that you lose as you age, um, losing my mind is, is honestly the the most um, horrifying aspect And I'm like, yeah, you know, um, but the beauty, and if you can find beauty in Alzheimer's, is that someone who with Alzheimer's, they don't know what they've lost. Um, eat more bacon. Yeah, definitely eat more bacon. Apparently, bacon is actually really good to, to combat dementia and Alzheimer's for some reason that we don't understand. Um, who knew? Another reason why bacon is perfect. Just saying.
<laughs> Apparently. Marijuana is good for Alzheimer's as well. So we should all move to Colorado and start a pig farm. <laughs> Who knew? Um, <clears throat> what's really interesting about Colorado is despite the fact that marijuana is legal in Colorado, um, <clears throat> Black people are still being arrested for weed possession in Colorado at a higher rate than white people. And by interesting, I mean horrifying. Just saying. I don't know how that can be. It just, it's true. And I don't know what that is. And, well, I, I actually, I do know what that is. That's racism at work in America. But um, I don't know how they're justifying it when it's legal. I, <laughs> I don't understand how you can be arrested for something that's not illegal. <laughs> Pardon my... um. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even understand how that works. But, you know, yeah, except it's not federal people. Um, it's not the FBI or the DEA arresting black people in Colorado for drug offenses, um, marijuana offenses. It's local cops. It's state. These are state charges being filed, not federal. Um So, anyways, everyone say hello to Karen. Karen came into the chat room. Hello, Karen. Am I saying that right? I hope so. Anyways, <clears throat> since you missed earlier, I, I'm not doing very well with pronouncing things this evening. Not that I ever do. Um <sighs> Which I blame on my um my my hillbilly family. Speaking of my hillbilly family, um, I have a separate Facebook for my hillbilly family, and um, one of my cousins, bless his heart, he lost his wife over um over the um over the spring um to cancer, and um he didn't even own a computer before she died. And um, so his brother bought him a laptop for his birthday. Isn't that nice? Very nice. Then my cousin gets on the internet and he makes a Facebook and he joins the Facebook group for our family and um, friends all of the cousins and, and me and now my family Facebook feed is full of motorcycles and big tits because apparently that's the kind of thing he likes to share and I'm thinking to myself 
you're friends with my mom. Stop sharing pictures of Hooter girls, okay? You're friends with my mom. Stop bombarding my mom with titties. But I haven't said anything. My mom's a grown woman. But she isn't the only old person on our Facebook this way. I mean, this is our family Facebook. All my aunts are on there. My Aunt Busybody, my Aunt Holy Roller is on there. And he's just sending pictures of tits out into the world. Not naked ones, just, you know, almost naked ones. Um, but he's not a hypocrite because he's also pro-breastfeeding because... um. He uh, he's posted um, uh, articles and stuff about the right to breastfeed in public and how you know men should mind their manners and mind their own business and not you know. So he's he's just very enamored with women's tits, obviously, but he's not a hypocrite about it. Um, so there's there's something about that. Um, Azure says, uh, I told my cousin off for teaching my mother the phrase man whore. If my mother and your mother were friends on Facebook, she would have already known what the phrase man whore was without your cousin's um, input. Oh, they do say stuff. My aunt Holy Roller comments on every single one of his tip pictures with she seems like a nice girl, but can't you pick out somebody who has more clothes on? Because she hasn't quite figured out that they're models and not girls he's thinking about dating. Which is hilarious in its own way. It is super funny. In its own way. Um, <laughs> my mother would cuss your mother out, Azure. I, I almost guarantee it. I, I don't think they'd be friends for more than a couple of hours because my mom is one of those people who will cuss out one of her own friends on Facebook and then unfriend them and then block them so they can't respond to her. I wonder where she gets that. <laughs> or maybe I wonder where I got that. <laughs> My apple barely fell off her tree. <laughs> oh, but see, my mom is actually a a um a big name fan on Farmtown, and um when she unfriends one of her farm friends, they get really upset. They get super upset because apparently um they lose benefits and um uh. And, and stuff. I don't even know how it works, but the, apparently losing a Farmville friend like my mom is like super traumatic. <laughs> her farm town friend is it's super traumatic for her, for them. Um, so uh, she'll get private messages saying, please bring me again. Please, please, please. I'm so sorry. I won't say that shit again. Whatever it is that has offended her that day. <laughs> At least she did until I taught her how to block them because she was tired of getting their whiny ass messages. So now she'll 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 cuss them out, block them, and unfriend them so they can't respond and they can't whine about losing their their farm town connection. I I don't think my apple fell off her tree. I think it's just hanging there by <laughs> by a mere thread. <laughs> 
terrible. Mm. That's just the way she is. I mean, I have no... I can't even complain, really, because, you know, I'm no different. And I did teach her how to do it, because she was getting really upset. And farm town people are weird. They are really weird about that game. My mom has like 30 farms and she's like a billionaire on farm town. It's very cultish. It's, it's, it's very cultish. And, um, I point out to my husband, you know, what my mom does on Facebook, and she says, he said, does that cultish personality kind of run in your family? <laughs> he looks so concerned. <laughs> he looks like, please don't take over the world. <laughs> it was written all over his face. <laughs> Farmville and Farmtown are two separate games. Um, so, the, so they're not the same. I'm not even sure they have the same maker. I don't even know. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the last time my mom was about to show her ass in public, I turned to her and said, if you go to jail, I am not taking care of your farms. She went... You're so mean. <laughs> she looked genuinely upset. <laughs> it was great. I regret nothing. It would be very difficult to farm if you were in prison because you only get like an hour of internet a week if you're good behavior, which I would not be on good behavior, just to be perfectly honest. I mean, I can't see my, I can't see that my behavior would be great. It's just, you know, that's not the way I behave. I would, she would definitely lose all her neighbors if um, she was in prison. Oh, I would put money in her Sundry's account so she could buy cigarettes to bribe her bitches, but I'm not playing her farm game, so, you know. I don't know that my mother's at an age now where she would consider prison all that much different than what she does every day, except for the fact she wouldn't have her internet. <laughs> or her laptop. <laughs> Be getting collect calls from the from the pen. <sighs> I need you to log in to this farm and do this, this, and this. (laughs) 
be funny to put like you know I'm thinking about putting down my my royal story welcome board <laughs> I'm gonna go to jail but don't unfriend me She would get my cousins to do it And there are quite a few cousins And they would probably have no problems Helping her Um do her farm because a lot of them are on the farm with her uh i'm a, i'm my sister even farms with her i'm the only um holdout um i refuse to, um, to participate in farm town i i, I do I'm, I'm not gonna do it i'm absolutely not gonna do it although i really do wish that people who come into my 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 um my rural story um farm would um, harvest my fucking crops and my trees. I would appreciate that. I put it on my note thing to harvest my fucking trees. I ran out of apples because people weren't fucking harvesting my trees. I left most of my apple trees out of my greenhouse so they'd be easy to get to. And Lady Holder won't play Rural Story with me, so she can't harvest my trees at all. What kind of friend is that? Note, my mother has probably had that argument with somebody about me not playing Farmtown a hundred thousand times. I didn't, you know, it wouldn't hurt you. I have needs. I have button needs and pepper needs, and I need energy every day. And it wouldn't hurt you, Lady Holder, just to, to log in and do that for me. It's so mean. It's meanness. It's meanness. <laughs> No, it's not. It's called, I have enough of an obsessive personality. I don't need a third thing to play. Okay? I sit here, I'm playing Yahtzee. Okay? I play Words with Friends. Actually, it would be a fourth thing, because I also play Criminal Case. I don't need any more. Okay? Are you kidding me? I play like 20 games. I work, remember? I actually have to get up and go to my office, and I can't oh. get away with doing words with friends at the office. Or, or Yahtzee, more than just a little bit on my breaks and stuff. So it's terrible to me. You, I know. And you're, you're sitting there, and you're writing, and everything is great, and you take a, a quick pause, and you play a game, and you go back and you write. I don't have that option. I actually have to pay attention to people. Remember the discussion in, in chat where I had a two-hour and 52-minute phone call with one person? I would not that have survived that. I would not have survived that. I, I will have tell a you good a set of patience. 
I want to tell you a story. It was <laughs> sure. I used to work in a position where I oftentimes got called by people who weren't particularly great at operating their computer. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> this woman calls me and we <laughs> she needed help um searching for something on the internet. I'm thinking, okay, you know, that shouldn't be too hard. And I'll walk her through all the steps of logging into the website she has to log into and, and doing the search and pulling it up. And she's like, yes, okay, I see. Yes, okay, I see. And then at the end, I said, okay, did you download um, the material that you needed? She says, no way, hold on a minute. I need to cut my computer on. Oh, for fuck's sake. I said, Art, Art can you hold, please? <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. And I put her on hold, and I turned to my boss, and I said, this woman just, she doesn't even have her computer on. And he said, you've been talking to her for 30 minutes. I said, I know. She doesn't have her uh-huh. computer on. I get back on the phone, and she says, okay, so I'm looking at my notes. This woman was taking notes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I... With with where I work, my company has a website, so I you know give out the website a lot. And there's a lot of people who don't have access to their computer at the time that they're talking to me, so they take notes. Okay, um, the really horrific ones are the people who call in. They say they're calling in um, for assistance on you know what I what I do. And it's like, okay, well, I need your account number. I don't have that. Can I get your social security number? Okay. And you hear them open their billfold, pull out their card, and read the damn thing. All right. Or you're sitting there saying, okay, do you ha- did you because you have it in your notes? Did you photocopy your paperwork before you sent it in to us? Oh, no, I sent you the originals. Can you send them back to me? <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. They're, they're, they're in a database at the moment. I see JPEGs, and the originals, I think, are in storage for seven years, and then they're incinerated. You're never getting them back. Oh. <sighs> you know, it's just mm. lovely people. Oh, and just to give you an idea, it was an hour and 45 minutes, hour and 50 minutes of screaming at me, worse than Molly Weasley on a howler, before she calmed down enough to actually be able to do what she wanted to do. There is no way I would have tolerated that. I don't have much choice. I would be fired. All I have is monitored. (laughs) All I have is monitored. I like my paycheck. I'd be like, can you hold, please, and just, you know, keep um, keep talking. <laughs> I'll come my, back in an hour when you calm down. Yeah, no shit. My, co- my co-workers, being the lovely, pleasant, wonderful people that they are, were watching me sit there and put my head on my desk and just shake my head and go, is she still talking to you? And I nodded, and, and they went, better you than me, dude. And so I gave them the traditional uh, human one-finger salute. 
and <laughs> that got some laughs. My boss, who was off that day, found that particular uh, call right away in my log, looked at it and went, oh, my God, hit play, and kept fast-forwarding it and going, yeah, she is screaming, isn't she? And kept fast-forwarding it and kept fast-forwarding it and kept fast-forwarding He's like, when did she calm down? I said, an hour and 45 minutes in. And he looked at me and he goes, dude, what the hell? You know? So, yeah. You know, honestly, there should be policies in place where you can say, you know what, um, I'm sorry that you're upset, but I'm not going to allow you to abuse me. So oh, you need to calm down um, I did. or call me later. It didn't work. <laughs> no, the problem is, is we had her on the line. And um, some of these people, when they do this, they never call back. All right. And given what I work on, you really want these people to, to actually call back because the, the consequences, if they don't, are pretty bad for people. But not your problem at the end of the day. I know that's called. Well, this is true. But yes, it is. Because I'm judged on the performance of, of the accounts I handle. That's terrible. Isn't it just? All right, so yeah, I have to actually, <laughs> I actually have to be nice to people. This is one of the reasons why I actually am reasonably politi- politically correct. All right, because after being screamed at by people, I don't really care. I'll sit there and be nice to you, and in the meantime, be thinking about ways to make you die horribly. <laughs> yeah, it, it it gets me through my day. Yeah, sometimes it means that I write murder scenes. Oh, I found the perfect garden, by the way, completely aside. Did you see that um, post I put up about the the, um, uh, the deadliest garden in England? No. Everything in there is poisonous. Everything. Oh, it's raining. When, when, I love it when it rains. I, I like rain. I don't like thunderstorms particularly because in my area, they tend to turn into tornadoes. But um, I really love it when it just rains. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you caught me just as I was eating dinner. Um, so, no, the, the – I mean, everything in there is, is deadly in the, the, the garden. And the people who actually go in to actually take care of the plants have to wear hazmat gear. So that way they don't get poisoned. I don't know why this garden exists. What's it for? Shits and giggles. See, some people literally just want to watch the world burn, and that's that is all that is. Let's let's plant a garden that's entirely poisonous that we can't actually go into without hazmat gear. Yay. Oh, no, apparently you can go into it. You just can't handle the plants. All right. Some of those, there's one plant apparently that if you handle it, you can get blisters that will last for seven years. <laughs> one thing I do, and this is something that got brought up in the chat room, it says, um, Sorka mm-hmm. says, I've worked in retail most of my life, and I understand the need to be politically correct. Whenever Now, I'm a customer. Whenever I see another customer abusing a member of staff, I abuse them back. 
<laughs> I talk shit about them. I apologize to the clerk loudly on their behalf in front of them. <laughs> if uh, it works, it works. Whenever I see a man hitting on a waitress when she's desperately trying to get away, but she can't because she literally cannot afford to insult a customer, mm-hmm. I do everything I can to get her out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it just—it's really—it's um, really annoying to to see people abuse their power as a customer, to um, mistreat. Um, customer service people so I do everything I can and then the, the management can't blame the, the worker for it because mm-hmm. it's another customer doing it so I have a customer insulation as well and I use it to be like um, an Avenger in the, absolute most, <laughs> mm-hmm, the absolute sweetest person on the planet who will make people absolutely fucking miserable <laughs> It's just, it's really annoying. It's really, 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 really ugly behavior. Because the thing is, is people know that most of the time that a customer service person cannot afford to talk back to them, cannot respond mm-hmm. to the abuse. So they abuse their power mm-hmm. to um, mistreat these people and get away with it. They are the and biggest assholes on the planet. It's terribly ugly. The side effect of this is that because my mother and I spend so much time together, she's got in on it too. By the way, that link is to the Poison Garden. <laughs> and um, she, uh, we were in a uh, a diner last week, and um, this uh, man slapped the waitress's ass as she was walking by. And my mom turned around, and she heard it and not saw it, and I saw it. And she turned to him, and she said, you terrible fucking pervert, as loud as she possibly could. She jumped his have you told your mom that, that? Have you told your mom that, that she's got several thousand people who sincerely adore every move she makes? I, it was, I, you know, I was, I was. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was definitely going to complain to the manager about it. But my mom lost her shit. She said, hey, someone's daughter. How dare you treat her that way? And the thing is, is the man had to be in his 40s. And this girl was 20-something at the most. And um, he got progressively more pale and as she went on. And this, this lasted for about 10 minutes. And she just went completely off. And she said, you need to pay your bill and tip her really well and leave and don't come back. I hope she sounded like his mother. Oh, God, that was great. Yeah, it was was like the manager came running and he was like, what happened? You know, what's what's going on? What's going on? And she said, this man sexually harassed one of your workers. What are you going to do about it? Yep. He says everybody was looking. He had no choice but to throw the other, yeah. to throw the other customer out. And I had to wonder if he'd done it if, if my mom hadn't made a big scene. But I've had men who uh, told me to suck it up. Just, oh, yeah. to just deal of with course. it. Um, 
But I had a habit of spilling food on people who um, touched me. <laughs> I once dumped half a pot um, of, uh, you know, one of those carafts of tea, iced tea, you know, that the servers carry around. I once dumped a whole pot, a, a whole carafe in a guy's lap. Oops. Oh, good for him. He deserved it. You should have dropped the craft too. <laughs> my manager came running. She says, "What happened?" I said, "I was so startled when he grabbed my butt." And I said it really, really loud. And I was like 19, mm-hmm. and I was really wide-eyed and sweet and innocent looking. Oh, and my, my voice sounded oh, twice as young oh, as it did you then. You wimbled. And the the manager was like, she looked at him and she said, "Did, did you touch my waitress's butt?" She was horrified because. I got all teary-eyed. I wasn't going to cry, but I acted <laughs> like I was. And um, he had to apologize oh, and leave, and, 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 and he left me a $50 tip. Um, Good for you. Fucker. And when he handed me the money, I was like, are you handing me money like a stripper? And I said it with my biggest <laughs> Bambi face, and he was like, oh, no, honey, I'm so oh, sorry. God. I don't think you're a stripper. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. And I put the money in my apron, and he never came back. <laughs> I'm I get to the back of the restaurant and I am holding it in, right? And I, my shoulders are shaking. And so my manager thought I was really upset, right? So she touches me. She says, honey, it'll be okay. Did you make it to the freezer? Did you make it to the freezer? Oh my God. No, no, no. I was just in the back by the dishwasher. She said, oh my God, I can't believe you pulled that off. And I'm like, he touched my butt, that creepy old guy. <laughs> actual waitressing I did mm-hmm. other stuff so I you know I, I got lucky on that respect but yeah I I don't I, I mean I, I look at kids when they start acting like little assholes you know the parents because they're not um, they're not controlling their child I'm sorry kids shouldn't be screaming around a, a um, department store running out of sight of people you know when their parent is over in the shoes and they're in the, the women's section there's a difference you know I'll look at the kid, I'll look at the parent, I'll look at the kid, I'll look at the parent, and the parent goes and, you know, slinks over and takes care of their kid. Because there's how many stories about kids being taken from malls? You know? Um, too many. People acting like, yeah, way too many. You know? People acting like assholes, yeah, I've, I've, um, I've spoken up, okay, you know, when I see it. Uh, the husband and I have done the... Um, paying it forward. There's a couple times where we've been in the restaurant and the latest one was um, a vet and his wife. He was a um, he was a World War II veteran. And my husband paid their, for their meal. Completely anonymously. And that's like, nice. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the vet was just awestruck that somebody had done that for him. So, yeah, that's you know, sometimes it's not the the you know bringing the the asshole's attention to everybody. Sometimes it's it's paying it forward in in the smaller ways. It's cool. Also, I'm thinking that the uh, poison garden is gonna I'm gonna shoehorn that sucker into Sherlock in that Sherlock fix somehow, some way. It's gonna go in. It's gotta go in. 
What's really interesting about the poison garden is that I think planting it could actually be um, considered an accessory to murder if someone used something out of it to kill somebody else. It's there. It's it's historical at this point. <laughs> it doesn't make it <laughs> not a public hazard. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but um, it's in. Um, yeah, Karen, it's in, in Evil Author Day stuff. It's in Kira's Evil Author Day. Beautiful and dangerous things. God, you know that mm-hmm. that um that garden would actually be a very um huge hazard for a sentinel. I'm I not know. sure a sentinel could live anywhere near it. That would be terrible. I know. Yeah. Interesting things. Anyways, <clears throat> I do tend to um, to call people out when they abuse others in public. But on, on that kid thing, my mom does something really terrible. And um, whenever she sees a kid misbehaving, oh. she'll walk by the parents and say really loud, wow. <laughs> and that's it. That's all. She- I've done wow. that. I've actually, I've actually looked at the kid. And, you know, the kid's doing something, you know, and they know it's not right. And I'll look at them and they'll look back at me and they'll shrink a little bit. And then they go back to being, you know, pretty decent little human beings in the making. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, somebody noticed that they were being little shits. You know? And I have <laughs> to restrain the impulse. They're not my children. We um, were eating out and um, this... <laughs> three-year-old uh he must have gotten down from his his kid's seat while the parents were paying you know to, were working with the waitress to, to get their check or whatever because we were all in the waiting room you know the waiting area waiting to be seated and all of a sudden this, this little boy come full tilt out of the restaurant and he got all the way out the front door and uh before oh, this lady caught him on the sidewalk and she brought him back in oh, yeah. and his daddy was running. And she said he got almost to the parking lot and he said, I think I'm going to have to enroll him in sprinter school or something. <laughs> this is an Olympic gold medalist waiting to happen. <laughs> he crossed that would... restaurant like in 10 seconds. He was like, boom. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Another Usain Bolt. Let's, let's go for the win here. <sighs> so, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of you see a little kid running and you're thinking to myself, that's an escape. <laughs> Do I intervene? <laughs> Do I just keep an eye on yeah. him so the parent, when the parent comes, I can point out where he went? <laughs> I've done that a couple Because you don't want to get yeah. accused of touching somebody's kid, you know, or hurting somebody's kid. But the other side of it is, is um, sometimes kids get away from their parents and they do something that could be really dangerous. I remember being, when I was really young, like 19 or 20, um, I was in a mall and this little girl came barreling past me and she almost fell on the escalator and I grabbed her dress and pulled her back. Um, but she almost fell down the escalator and, um, her mom saw it. So I didn't, you know, I didn't get yelled at for, you know, interfering with somebody's kid, but I'm thinking, but there's a line, right? You know, um, yep. Do I stop this Somewhere. kid from doing this, or you know, or or what? You know, so because <clears throat> sometimes a parent wouldn't wouldn't thank you for stopping their kid from doing something. 
Hopefully, if it was parents dangerous, they would. But but sometimes mm-hmm. parents are hope. really really crazy. Okay, so we've talked about crazy people. We've talked about us. We've talked about the crazy people we know. <laughs> um, your your um, creative well is hopefully refilling. And all I can see is the, the um, micro USB plug plugged in, and it's just sitting there going to bitty, 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 bitty. So hopefully it'll get there. Um, mine tends to do it a couple times a year. It's it's not I don't write in in steady you know lengths like you do. And by the way, if a hundred thousand words show up in my my um, inbox within the next couple of days, I'm going to double check and make sure it's not the thesaurus that you've just copied and pasted. <laughs> I did produce a hundred k in like a week and a half once. You were also rather broken and really stoned, if I remember correctly. Broken, but not stoned. I don't often take pain medication unless I have no choice. Point. Okay, but you were, you were broken, and, and I was. I think I was also starting to get really frantic about that point too. That you dropped off the, the um, you dropped off the edge of the galaxy, as far as I was concerned. It was very weird. <laughs> I was broken. I fell. And broke my foot. I know. It was really annoying. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want you to break it. Now, break other people, sure. Not you. Okay, so what else to talk about? Is the noise I'm hearing in the background new rain? Um, yeah, it's raining pretty um, pretty hard over here. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, if I break something else, I might end up in an adult home with supervision. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be bad. That'd be bad. I promise to break you out. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yep. Always have an escape plan. I have not seen the new Star Trek. I don't know why I haven't seen it. I've been offered um, several opportunities to go see it. I just I haven't. God, I wish I could. I wish I could go with you and and you know it's. It's actually a lot of fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. <clears throat> it really was. <sighs> so the really interesting thing is that I'm watching it. I'm going. I'm wondering how this is going to get folded into. Uh, um, what was it? Not ties it. Ah, got it. Now I just forgot the name of the. Of the, the series. This is bad. What are you talking about? I, I was wondering how you were going to fold that in some of those events into your Star Trek fandom. 
Oh, Tangled Destinies? The the thing about Tangled Destinies is that I have deviated so far from the canon of even the first movie um, that including elements from either of the sequels would be difficult and probably really awkward. Okay. Um, so I don't know how much of, of it is going to be included. Eventually, Spock Prime will make an appearance. Um, but as far as, um, that should be interesting. Um, the destruction of Vulcan, that's not going to happen. I I can't do that. Um, um, Khan is probably not going to happen. Amanda would not be happy. No, because I don't see Khan happening either. I don't, um, at least not the way the, the reboot did it. I just, it's, it's not something that I, um, it was okay, but it wasn't fantastic. I I, I don't know. I just I, I wasn't on board with that. Um, uh, I do like the idea of Admiral Marcus being a bad guy, so so that will probably come up in some form or another. But um, uh, but for real, because Tangled Destinies is shaped the way it is, um, it's very difficult for me to um, insert the events from the movies, um into it more than I already have. Cause what I basically did was took the, um, the prologue of the movie, um, and went from there. And so everything that happened after the death of George Kirk, um, got radically different is, is very different. Um, it's, it's, it's shaded in a very different way from, from Jim's heritage forward. So it's, it's very difficult to imagine, um, um, those events unfolding the same way. So was when you make a big change, like I have in Tangled Destinies, as far as the canon goes, um, those changes are going to ripple out in huge ways. It's super important to me to to recognize that when you shift an event, no matter how small that event is, everything around the event will change. And if you need a a, a visual on that, I highly recommend you watch a movie called Sliding Doors. It's got Gwyneth Paltrow in it, um, and um, and and Ewan McGregor, and um, it's uh, it's an older movie, and um, it's about um, a woman's split. She, in one version of her story, she misses the train, and mm-hmm. in the other version of the story, she catches her train. And in doing so, her life splits off in two different directions. And you see both of them. What happens when she missed the train and what happens when she caught the train. That sounds interesting. It's not Ewan McGregor? Who is it then? It's the other one. I always confuse the two of them. Um, It's the guy from Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um... Um, not the main guy, but the guy that was the gay one that was in love with the guy that died, the funeral one. John, John Hannah. Hannah. Thank you. Oh, why do I confuse the two of them? Why do I confuse Ian McGregor and John Hannah? I don't even have the first clue. He was also in um the the Mummy. Anyways, John Hannah yeah. and um, Gwyneth Paltrow. John Hannah looks nothing like you and McGregor. I know. I don't know why I confused them. That's the part that's really crazy. 
it happened. Scottish? I don't think so. I don't know what it is. Hmm. I have no idea what it is. Okay. I can I cannot even place yes. it. Anyways, it's called sliding doors, and it talks and mm-hmm. it really is a really great demonstration, um, from a writer's perspective, of how one small event can shift your character and their plot in an entirely different direction. And it all begins when either she catches the train or she misses the train. So I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix, um, and it's called uh, Sliding Doors. Sliding Doors. And just as from a writer point of view, you need to watch it because it's an excellent um, piece of um, crafting. Hmm. So, anyways. Different. Okay. And I watched it on mm-hmm. Netflix a, a, a couple of months ago. Um, I'd watched it many times before. Um, it's really good. Another really good movie on um, Netflix is called Shining Through. It's got Melanie Griffin in it and Michael Douglas. And um, it's set during World War Two. And uh, it's really awesome. It's really awesome storytelling there, too. But Sliding Doors is um, a good exercise in um, uh, in character movement and how one single event mm-hmm. can, can shift everything in a plot. So the thing is, is because I put Spock on Earth um, as a very young man, um, his... Um, his development has, has changed so much, and so will Jim's. And so... The thing is, is neither um, – it just puts them in a very different place as the events of the movies would unfold if they unfolded that way in my universe. And because I've moved Spock and Jim around in the canon, they have influenced everyone around them from Pike mm-hmm. to Sarek to Amanda, to um, the people they interact with at Starfleet Command. And since you you are a sum of your experiences, um, whenever a character interacts with another, they they shift and change that other character. You grow and you learn together. So when you move one character in a story... um, it impacts everything and everyone. And Everything's a, a little very, bit different. Yeah, and yours is a very obvious change because of how you set that up. Something that you know, you also have to look at the smaller changes too, because those make a difference as well. Yeah, because who will end up on the Enterprise? Um, who won't? Uh, what happens when Spock and Kirk go to the Academy together versus going oh, separately at, at 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 different times? Because originally mm-hmm. Kirk didn't go in until the mid twenties, and Spock had already had joined as a very young man. Um, mm-hmm. Relatively speaking, um, and I also changed their ages a little bit, I believe. And um, so everything's just a little bit different in Tangled Destiny. So I don't see many of the events in the movies, even the first movie, um, really Mm -hmm. fitting with um, my circumstances and my plot. So as far as movie three goes, um, 
when I do see it, it it won't necessarily have any impact um, on Tangled Destinies beyond maybe I'll pick up some characters. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Um, it's actually kind of interesting, the, <laughs> some of the characters. It's... Um, when, <laughs> I will give you this. Um, enjoy the classical music. Huh. You'll understand why when you get there. Okay? So... The classical music was definitely interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You said you saw Ghostbusters, right? I loved Ghostbusters. I fucking loved it. Okay, okay. How? Because I'm I'm contemplating it for this weekend. So it was hilarious and fun, and um, Chris Hemsworth kind of stole the show because he was such a perfect dumb blonde, and it was great. And he, you can tell he just really enjoyed being as silly as possible. Then it definitely sounds and, like something I want to see. And um, it was great, and um. Julie said she enjoyed it to the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Was the last 20 thought, minutes just a slime fest or something? I really liked it. I don't, you know, it, I, I didn't go into it with any uh, super expectations or anything. So, um, hmm. I just thought I found it very amusing. Okay. And, um, I like that they had conversations that didn't include, um, men. Um, yeah. And um, there were no fat jokes. Hallelujah. And that's you know that that's actually really important considering um, there were two actresses in the in the film that could be considered um, overweight, um, and that mm-hmm. there was no um, there were no fat jokes. There were no sly remarks about whether or not Melissa Carthy's character could to could do this or or do that based on her weight. Um, and I'm just you know I'm just it was startling. Hmm. And they and they and they had food and, and and no one talked about whether or not they should be on a diet or not. You know, and it was just it was. For that, it was really great. I mean, it was just really interesting to see a movie about women um, where they weren't talking about a man. They weren't talking about getting a man or losing a man or or fighting a man or whatever. And it was just about them sizing the shit out of stuff in a very bad way. <laughs> and it was just – I liked it. Fun. My mom cool. did too, and I and I really I really liked the fact that there was no sly comments about – um, weight or um, ability to do something, and it was just you know it's surprising. Hmm. Well, I'm glad they. I mean, I'm I'm glad they made one a movie that that actually, you know, um, was worth it for that. So. Hmm. 
don't know. We've got what thirty six more minutes left to talk. What what else can we talk about? I've not seen Suicide Squad. I want to, and then Neither I don't I. want to because I've heard things about it that makes me not want to watch it. Um, <clears throat> the trailers are funny. I like them. So that's that's well. Someone something. told me that the trailer was the best part. So that they, they, if you've seen the trailer, then that's really all you need to see. <laughs> oh damn it! Which is ugly, but um. Julie says that Harley Quinn is a badass for the whole film. Um, speaking of Margot Robbie, I I watched Tarzan mm-hmm. earlier in the in the summer and. Um, so I haven't seen that. Wow. I don't Sorry. actually remember much of the dialogue or the plot. I'm not saying <laughs> wow to you. I'm saying wow to him. Um, but he took off his shirt about halfway through the movie or a third of the way through the movie and he never puts it back on and (laughs) And, I mean he never puts it back on and it's just like (laughs) my mom and I sat through this whole movie and my mom every time when, when he first um when he starts to go after his woman um and you, you know, he's running through the woods. My mom's like, "Wow, uh-huh. <laughs> wow." I take it there was there that that was worth the price of admission, right there. Actually, for me, the price of admission was worth it when he was in in England and he's sitting at a table and he's dressed in you know full. Mm-hmm. He's he's all dressed up and aristocratic and you know with the and um. He says he doesn't want to go to Africa because it's hot. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, okay, I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Five dollar Tuesday oh. wins the day. <laughs> so I, 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 I just go. <clears throat> sorry. Oh. Yeah, that sounds bad. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that was like a wheeze and a cough at the same time. Yes. Mm. My bad. Mhm. Oh man. Okay, so. But Margot Robbie hmm. was really good in that movie as well. Cool. I mean, I'm glad. I. I never want women to be decorative in movies. I mean. Not, I'm not wanting guys to be decorative either. Oh, well, I but am. The Bourne movie. Well, okay. Let me put it this way: the Bourne movie had Jason Bourne being decoration for the explosions. That was about what I described it. <clears throat> oh, okay. That's that sounds interesting. Um. I'm having a period. <laughs> My creative well is not quite dry, but it's very um, sluggish. I'm having a period where I'm more interested in actually reading than I am in doing, and that's kind of depressing in some ways. So I'm rereading stuff, but then again, 
there's not much that I want to actually read out there now. And how bad is that? When when there's just like this absolute dearth of really interesting fic. I usually go back and read favorites when there's nothing new that I want to invest myself in. Um, yeah. Especially fa- fa- favorites that have been completed. That way I'm not disappointed all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've done that. I've got... I'm rereading Jilly's Emergence, which she knows because I've, com- I've made some comments to her. Um, mostly the fact that I'm absolutely amused by, um, I think it's Silver, Silver Wing the Magnificent, um, which was Daniel. You know, um, and that was just funny as hell when I when I read it and I was trying not to, to giggle in the middle of the office. You know, um, <laughs> you know, I'm trucking right along and I see that and it's like, oh God, I can <clears throat> deep breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it can. Um, Spike, uh, Ider Spike commented that emergence can be reread every few months easily. And yes, it can. I enjoy it. I, your stuff, Jilly's stuff, Sina's, um, the stuff that she has out, uh, as is occasionally, it all gets reread, you know. Um, years from a combination of I really adore some of it to other parts, it's like, okay, she mentioned she's working on this. I haven't read it in nine months. Time to reread. And then I get sucked <laughs> in and I'm lost. You know. But. I don't want to read actually really. Yeah. <laughs> Jilly comments Silver Wing the Magnificent was my dragon name on one of those memes and it made its way into my story that is so That's great hilarious <laughs> and no I'm not putting pressure I'm just you know my opinion on this and I don't really have any reason to have one but it's you do you do so much on the writing. You put out so much stuff that I know of and a lot of stuff I don't that the fact that your well of creativity is currently at a negative, you know, take the time to to, to, to get better. Okay. To, it to, isn't a negative, it's really annoying. Yeah. You know, it's um Is it just the the um, mental crafting, or is the physical stuff gone too? Because I know you've said that you've um, you've quilted in the past, and I know you cook. And I don't want to do any of that shit. <laughs> everything's done. Okay, toast. Although I did help my mom design a new um, door hanging for for Halloween. Hmm. She likes to make decorations to go on her front door. Um, we um, are going to fill up a, a witch's hat with flowers and skeletons and um, upside down. We're turning the witch's hat upside down. And um, mm-hmm. then we filled it with um, black and purple and orange flowers and then um, little skeletons that jiggle a little bit. So when the door opens, the bones will rattle. Oh, that's cool. 
Well, I did. I found um, uh, something for the friend of my life who who actually likes zombies, and um, my my hometown has or had a zombie walk, and she would go every year with her kids and her and and her husband, and they'd be made up like zombies. And um, yeah, it was just absolutely disgusting as far as I was concerned, but she thought it was great fun. And um, I found her a thing that she can do for her, uh, probably her front yard. And it's um, someplace where the, the, the zombies are coming out of the ground, you know, through a wooden pallet. She's going to have a good time with that. I don't get the allure, but whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to... Um, you know the the uh, the day after uh, Halloween because that's you know the the chocolate holiday, just like the day after you know uh, Valentine's Easter. Day <laughs> and and Valentine's Day, there are chocolate holidays. <clears throat> the the only zombie um, story I actually like is one that's set in the Teen Wolf fandom and it's a crossover between. Teen Wolf, um, whatever that damn zombie movie is, the series that never seems to end, but it is ending. Um, and then White Collar. And, um, yeah, it works out. It was very, it was very interesting. <laughs> Chili, do you want me to find it for you? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, you know... Sometimes um, when when I see something, when I see a crossover, I think to myself, "What the fuck was that author thinking?" <laughs> yup, and then add zombies. <laughs> add zombies hey, and stir clock, counterclockwise three times. Uh huh. Oh, you, you reminded me, and it, it says something interesting about where my brain went. Have you seen the the um, Lord of the Rings ex, uh, extended, wonderful uh, package that they're they're contemplating putting out? I'm really no. looking at that thing and going, I'm. I already have all three extended edition versions of Lord of the Rings. Um, I, I with, have all um, three. Of, uh, I have all of them. Um, I originally had bought the. Um, Fellowship of the Ring in the regular edition and got really pissed off when they came out with the director's cut. Um, so then I said, okay, no. And I just waited and I got the three director's cut with the, the little statues. I had the little statues there by the river uh-huh. editions and Gollum. Yep. I have that one. Um, mm-hmm. And I am not going to buy it again, Peter Jackson. Are you yeah, listening, no. Peter Jackson? I'm not buying it again. I like far too much Teen Wolf For somebody who's never watched the show It's ridiculous There we go
movie stop go out of business? Um, I sincerely don't know. There you go. I kind of wish there was more to this, but there's not. Oh, apparently it did go out of business. Hmm. That sucks. I still had credit there. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that sucks. Let's see. Oh. Did you do anything else? You know, it's one of the things that um, it's always sad to me when people go silent um, in fandom. You know, and uh, whatever. Let's see. All right. Oh, yeah, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I have I have watched like half of the of the pilot of Teen Wolf and I can't get past how much uh-huh. I hate Scott. Yeah. To watch any to, um it just it's like I don't even what? No. Mhm. I don't know how anybody got past it. Mm, I don't either. I most of what I know from Teen Wolf, I know because of the the fandom. <clears throat> but yeah, and also. Yes, Jilly, Jilly comments that the actor who played Scott uh, put his foot in it several times, too. Yeah, it's just... Mm-mm. Also, apparently he came out as gay as a joke. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a dick. Of all the wrong varieties. Yeah. So... I'm I'm of the opinion that um, him and the showrunner or why that show, which had a reasonably decent premise, died or is dying. Yeah. So whatever. Hmm. Twenty one more minutes of we can we can find something else to talk about. <laughs> hmm. Michael Shanks Melody is on another show. It's a, a medical drama thing, I believe. 
at least that's the, the last thing I knew, and that's it. Why? Ah, okay, no, he's he's doing a medical drama show. Apparently there actually isn't anything physically wrong with the man at the moment. Um... And you know what? It's really interesting. There's a couple pictures of him recently where all I can think of is if they put some great um, makeup on him, he re- looks like his aura self. And that's really disturbing. <laughs> what? It's true. I mean... I don't know um, when my well is going to be full again. Um, What are you writing for November? Are you writing for November? Um, I'm contemplating writing for November. I've got like two or three ideas, but none of them are really gelling. And so um, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it's, it's one of those cases where I'm just looking at it going, eh, you know, I'm I'm the one out of all of us who seriously is the panther, you know. So you forgot your G on your um, image link, oh, so it's not opening. Son of a bitch! Oh, it's because it ran <laughs> out of room. Yeah. So add a G to the end. Yeah. Currently on Hulu, I'm binge watching Law and Order. Mhm. And by binge watching, I've watched 11 seasons so far in the last week and a half because I kind of have a crush on Olivia Benson. Yeah. I have to fast forward through some parts of that series. Um. <clears throat> I love Flashpoint. It's a great show. It's on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. A little. I've been sick. I sleep when I can. I have Hulu uh, Plus. I don't even have to have mess with commercials anymore, which is awesome. Let's see. What is going on in my... This is where I kind of wish I could let you loose on my my whole Google Drive because you've got this this thing about neatening up everything. <laughs> you do. Yeah, my yeah. There are folders in my folders. I I don't even <laughs> think order my writing file. I'll, I'll I'll tell you guys my number. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. Um, properties. In my writing file, which is 3.34 gigabyte total, I have 5,671 files and 512 folders. Oh, I'm so... Damn it. 
So I don't that I could have a little problem. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. A little bit. Mhm. Yeah, I, yeah, I might have a little bit of OCD. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, it might be an issue. Um. Uh huh. On the other hand, why do I have? Okay, never mind. I'm gonna close that. <laughs> well, I put. Here's what's twisted. I I actually put together a uh, Excel spreadsheet of all of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not nearly where your word count is, but I'm skimming under a hundred million, or not hundred million, um, um, five hundred thousand, half a million, and that's just the stuff that is on my site. And you know, that's pretty cool. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's all the EADs and everything, and it's kind of yeah, close that. <laughs> Where the hell did I put that? This is a good time to point out, actually, um, if you are a Donald Trump supporter, um, Stop listening to my podcast and unfriend me and forget that I exist. I'd appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> oh. Because hello to the crazy. Have you ever seen anything like this in your lifetime outside of a historical yes. documentary on World War II and Hitler? No. No, I haven't. And and that's, that's the, the creepy and freaky thing. I haven't. Look, Lord Cheeto is, is dangerous. There, there are people out there who are absolutely convinced that he is just the greatest thing in on on the planet. You know, and, and that makes them twice as dangerous as he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, they're they're of the opinion that he's he's just fabulous. Well, Xander asked in the chat room, "Do you think anyone that batshit would be following you?" Actually, year before last, yes. last year, um, I did deeply offend a Republican reader because I compared them to pedophiles. Um, I regret nothing. Um, and she sent me this long ass email telling me how how much I upset her and. You know, and um, oh. how disappointed she was in me. And what I said was, is that basically, is that I view um, Republicans and pedophiles on the same level, in that I believe they're irredeemable. And I mean it. Mm-hmm. There are two, perhaps three reasons to be a Republican. One um, is financial reasons, which makes you a dick. Um, because you'd rather um, break the poor than pull your own load. 
two, mm-hmm. for social reasons, which makes you a grade A asshole because you'd rather run everybody else's life and make them live the way you want to live or the way you think you should live because you're a fucking hypocrite. And you want to control what happens to other people's bedrooms and what happens to other people's uteruses. Um, and that makes you a super dick. Or, frankly, you're a racist. And if you're a racist, And this is beyond Donald Trump. Donald Trump supporters are in a whole nother well, that's the racism. That's the racist right there. Um, but the rest of the Republican Party, while those who are not supporting Trump, that's great, but they're still not awesome because they have no interest in helping the poor. They have no interest in bettering our country. They are anti science. They are um more interested in 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 suppressing, suppressing the rights of advanced. others, and then <clears throat> you know, there's it's it's xenophobia on a scale that you you um xenophobia is, is I think defined uh, as fear of the alien or, or other. And, you know, it's, um, if you don't fit their mold of what acceptable is, I mean, it, I'm not going to lie. It's on both sides of, of the aisle and, and, you know, in all the various little parties that, that, you know, exist in the U S there are their fanatics, but the, the ones with the most obvious power are the Republicans. I mean, come on. How many, okay, how many over the last 10 years, how many bridges have fallen because we haven't been able to do infrastructure updating? Okay. Right. And they've blocked every bill to do it. Or they slap stuff in there that makes it impossible to do. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, it's horrific. I mean, how, I mean, what's it going to take somebody to to actually uh, step up and say this is bullshit? You know, I'm really not wanting to click that link. I did. <laughs> that goes. Don't want to click it. I clicked it anyway. <laughs> that is like that yes. is the story of my internet life right there. <laughs> Excuse me. That's the, that's. That's half the the, the um, friendship I have with Az. She puts up these outrageous things, and we all get sucked in. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. There is actually nothing that scares me more than someone who's anti-science. Because it leads us down a road that's really dark and terrible. Well, the last time we were this anti-science, uh, didn't we have an inquisition? Yeah. And it lasted for a good 200 years and dropped us back probably a thousand years. Good times. Yeah. 
Anyways. Good times. Okay. I'm a raging liberal, and I have insulted Republican followers before. And I'm always stunned when I encounter one among the minion horde because I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck are you reading my stuff? <laughs> Don't I offend what's you every day? Though, yeah. What, what's interesting is um, I, I've actually shocked my father, who is very conservative by some of my um, my stances on stuff because I quite honestly there's there's times I'm so left it's ridiculous like I'm I'm honestly of the opinion that sex workers need to be unionized inspected um, uh, uh, regulated and licensed and then taxed. I agree I agree okay. I absolutely agree all right um, I think Nora Roberts has the best idea ever on that, and, and let's go to town. You know, J.D. Robb, I should say. So, hey, all to the good. Um, I'm also of the opinion that uh, people who um, people who assault other people um, need to have a railroad spike driven through uh, some portion of their anatomy and, and put in a house that's on fire, figure out how to get out. I don't think they will. That's my to the right of, you know, certain things. So, but yeah, I have wildly different opinions on things. Oh, yeah, that's the, the bridge in Minnesota is the one I was actually thinking of broke. You know, that's that thing going down there. They haven't figured they haven't put anything up in its place, have they? You know, and that's. It's a major artery. What are they supposed? What are supposed to be people supposed to do? Oh, thank God for small favors. I'm glad she, your your niece made it through, Rogue. You it's know. just you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> we are. We're a very interesting group of people. We are indeed. Hey, if you, if you're gonna vote, take a look at at everybody. I mean, um, my in my state, I got sent a voter education guide. So I make my well, own every year when I get when I get when I get ready to vote. Well, not every year, but when I get ready to vote, um, I go through um, all the candidates and pick all my candidates before I get to the voting booth, and I have my little note sheet mm-hmm. out. <laughs> yep. I tend to vote actually a straight Democratic ticket, but sometimes I will vote for an independent on a local level. Um, um, but I have never yeah. in my life voted for a Dem- for a Republican. Uh, Ever. So. I would love to say that I haven't, but I have. <laughs> yeah. But then again, um, it was also because uh, when did I vote re- uh, Republican? I voted for Obama both times. I don't. I don't remember why I didn't. I voted Republican once, but okay. I think it was the, the <laughs> other person that, that was on the ticket was just gave me hives. 
But um, let's see. Um, the only thing more interesting to me than um, Republican people who read my site are homophobic people who find their way to my site. Because it isn't like they're stumbling across me on AO3 or fanfiction.net. Um, they, because I'm not posted anywhere, but on my own site, unless I'm doing that little, you know, short mm-hmm. thing somewhere. Like I did did that McShepplet the other day. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I need to post on my own site, I guess. Um, Sorry. <laughs> See, it's very distracting to watch her listen to her type. Um, it, homophobic people who come to my site really freak me out. I'm thinking to myself, um, why are you here? <laughs> you know, I think I figured out what I'm doing for November. I just realized I've got that murder mystery I plotted out with Tony. Oh. And sticking and sticking him in the uh um Stargate universe. I just have to change why he is in the Stargate universe. So he may end up still being a cop at the start, but he went. How old is is NCIS? It's 14 years now. Technically, I suppose I could do it because it's. If he went, um, if he went military, instead of going to NCIS around 9/11, he could have been grabbed. Mm-hmm. Or pick a suitably um, historical and horrific reason for him to go military. Of course, the thing yeah. is, is because you're doing a complete AU, um, where none of the events of NCIS have any impact on Tony as a character. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to use any of that. No, but um, it's still nice to be able to have a framework where you know he may he may have gone MP for a time because that's something that um, I know some of my friends in the service did, you know, and they they started out life in one rate and went over to to being a military cop. Mm-hmm. So. He's got this sense of justice that might as well be served. We got two minutes. Or less, we got a minute and fifteen seconds, actually. Um, oh, <laughs> I don't know if we need another vampire show. Um, I've not seen that they're going to be doing the Lost Boys. Um, yeah, I saw something about that. It was creepy. The only thing I'm really looking forward show. to this fall is the reboot of MacGyver. I That's really hope they don't disappoint me. And Bull, I'm yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to Bull as well, but um, I'm gonna be super disappointed looking- if the MacGyver reboot sucks. Cause I love MacGyver, um, I like the preview a lot. They better not disappoint me. I'm gonna be so mad. Anyways, we're done to thirty seconds. We'll talk to you guys later. Yep. Bye bye. Shut up and sit down. Wow! <laughs>